sports story everyone's talking about today is just moments away. So call or text us right now at 573-875-KTGR and make your voice heard. This is The Big Show with Andy and Brendan on KTGR. Back here on The Big Show, just basking in the glow of Evan Mobley's triumphant return to my fantasy basketball lineup tonight. Producer Chris flashes a smile. He wants Jordan Clarkson on the Knicks. We'll see if we can maybe find a way to make that happen for him. Maybe by the end of the big show today. Who knows? But in just a few minutes, we're going to break down our first reaction to the upcoming Super Bowl matchup. Chiefs-Niners, just like 2020, Andy said. Um, Hopefully some stuff happens differently like after the Super Bowl ends than what happened in 2020. But nevertheless, we'll get into that in just a couple of minutes. We'll talk Mizzou men's basketball at 525. Um, because it's on the sheet, and we have to, I guess. But uh, when does the slide end? Could it end soon for the Tigers? We'll talk about that. Maybe even a little blues talk before we get out of here. 875-KTGR to give us a call or a text on the show. But first, it's 5 o'clock. It's time for the Top 5 at 5 on the big show. Number 1. You want to trade away for curtain number 1? You can have curtain 1. It's close to becoming a tradition. Because the Chiefs are back in the Super Bowl for the fourth time in five years. Going to Baltimore this time to do it. Patrick Mahomes and company getting a 17-10 victory against the Ravens. The defense was the big star, of course, allowing just 10 points to Lamar Jackson, including just a field goal in the second half. They forced three turnovers. They held down the Ravens' run game. Of course, the Ravens didn't try to run all that much. That was kind of puzzling. But, man, what a win for the Chiefs. What a win for Patrick Mahomes and for Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey, the game that he had surpassing Jerry Rice on the all-time playoff receptions list in NFL history. Big reason why they won. And the Chiefs, even though they struggled during the regular season, they know how to turn it on the playoffs. They proved it yet again. Number two. Number two. Your timing is impeccable. And Ravens fans, stop complaining. The rest were not the main reason why. You lost the game. In fact, they're not even reasons one through five. There were several reasons why. Your team went away from the run. They seemed to not have a great game plan for what Patrick Mahomes and and the Chiefs defense were going to bring to the table. And in the end, your stars coughed up in the moment of the football. So don't come crying to the refs. Cry to your team. That's the bottom line. Number three. Feel for Lions fans. Had it right in their grasp. 17-point lead at halftime over the top seed 49ers, but then they blow it away. 34-31. The Niners are the NFC champions that will face the Chiefs in Super Bowl 58 in two weeks. Everyone's coming at Dan Campbell for the fourth down decisions. No, those were the right calls. The wrong call was running on third and goal late in the game, and then he had to spend time out when he didn't get it. Let's make sure that we pinpoint what actually was a wrong decision and focus on that instead of what's going to be flashy, what's going to get the most attention like the fourth down calls. Stop it. Let's actually focus on what went wrong. Number four. Oh, oh it shanked it. Ah, man. Mizzou men's basketball. Yet again, they lose on the road to South Carolina, 72-64. to Again, Tamar Bates played great. John East tried to keep the scoring going, but not much from the supporting cast. This is a week setting up where they can get their first SEC win. Hosting Arkansas, who's also just got one win in the conference. Vanderbilt's winless. They have them on the road. Now's the time to get it done. Number five. What is the foul? 
fingers. Say to the face, slap. Mizzou Gymnastics taking down LSU. What a sweet weekend moment. That's the Big Show's Top 5 at 5 on KTGR. 875-KTGR if you want to call or text us here. Andy, I know we're going to talk about it here in a little bit, but I want to set the scene for when we do get into some Mizzou basketball and set the over-under for wins this week at one and a half. I just want Ooh, you to okay. ponder that. All right, all right, we'll ponder that, yeah. And you let me know what you think here in a little while. Over but how under about, one and a half wins this week. Yeah, you I can, think it's bold. Yeah, but text it's, it to it's us. What I'm do you think? Eight seven five KTGR Texas. What do you think? Over under one and a half wins this week for Mizzou men's basketball home against Arkansas and at Vanderbilt. Those teams have combined for one SEC win so far. All right, which is infinitely more than Mizzou has. But that's yes, not the point. it is. But <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see. All right, so text that to us at eight seven five KTGR. But go ahead, Brandon. What were you going to say after that? Uh, Super Bowl Chiefs Niners, I hated, hated. It was painful the way the Lions went down last night. They had that game, as you yeah. said, in the top five at five in their grasp, and they let it get away. However, it makes life a little easier for me over the next couple of weeks because I, as much as I respect the 49ers and have said all year long that they were the team to beat in the NFC, I am not going to be rooting for them, and it will be an easy decision to just kind of embrace the sort of almost villainy that is encompassing the Kansas City Chiefs at this point when you're an outside fan base. Like, other teams' fans are treating them seriously like the Patriots. And I felt like always the Rams and and St. Louis Rams fans had reason to, like, hate the Patriots because their Super Bowl against the Rams was what started that whole dynasty kind of, sort of. And so I always hated the Patriots, but I, I come to realize that other fan bases around the league did as well. And that's evidently what the Chiefs are now to people. And I kind of want to embrace the villainy side of that and just say, okay, good luck beating Patrick Mahomes. Not many have been able to do it, although many have tried. Again, like, that's a great place to be, Chiefs fans. It's a great place to be the villain. In this type of situation, when you're the big bad wolf and everybody's coming at you, that means you're doing something right. And it's... Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I'm Chris, like I'm in on Chris it. is quite, loves being the villain in this situation, don't you? Come on. And you don't have a choice. If you're a Chiefs fan, you don't, you don't you have almost have to embrace it because here's the reality. Other fan bases are always going to say it was the refs, it was this, it was the script. script. They're going to come Swift. up with yep. every whining they wanted Taylor Swift at the Super Bowl, which she will be, by the way, Andy. How cool is that? Like, Remember three months ago when I set the over-under at like, 0.5 Taylor Swift's at the Super Bowl when we, we were first talking about out. how it could work and it can work like it even can. with her show that weekend in Tokyo it yep. can work so because the the international dateline she'll actually be yeah. able to to fly back and basically get a decent night's sleep right on Saturday based on the, the the timing of the deal but when we talked about it the first time it was the question of like is this a real relationship? Is this going to continue? Yeah. Like, we didn't know much about it. It's just funny to think to from then to where we are now that, like, no, it's a thing. She was on the field. They said, I don't care who sees us. I'm going to give you a big hug, and we're going to talk on the field. That was, I think it's great. I'm still as in on it as I did ever see, was. Did you see her and Andy Reid pointing at each other? Like, yeah, Reid was on the stage, and it was like, yeah, you! No, you! No, you! Dude, they got so dude, much to learn from each other. She's all in on it. Like, and again, I'm not trying to put the cart before the horse here, but like there's a chance that she is just like part of Chiefs Kingdom for life, right? Like 
we're really rooting for these two crazy kids. I sure so, hope so. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Yeah, I hope so, man. It's a, because Swifties and Chiefs fans, yeah. as long as this thing is going strong, they are just two peas in a pod. There's there's interlapping, but if ever it should, let's just not even think about that. Right, this is yeah. just a wonderful thing that seems to be going full steam ahead, and I just thought it was great, too, that, that you know, she was down there on the field to celebrate. And the, and even maybe sweeter than that, Andy, was if you saw the video of Travis and Jason embracing on the field oh, yeah. and also saying some words that we couldn't play on, on KTGR. But, like, that's just the emotion behind this thing. They, man, for all the, all the downfall prayers on the Chiefs and all the people who kind of doubted that, that they were the same team this year, which, again, we didn't know that they were going to be able to, to get through the gauntlet of Dolphins, Bills, Ravens to get back to the Super Bowl with the team that they have. The the defense deserves a lot of credit, but like they've done it. They're here, Andy, and like there's just a lot of emotion behind that and it was cool to see. So you you could be the villain, Chiefs fans. That's my bottom line is they're going to turn you into the villain anyway. These other fan bases that are just supremely jealous of what you have. So you might as well just embrace it. That's where I am on the whole thing. I agree. 875-KTGR, call or text. Chris, is that kind of where you go with it? Yeah, I mean, this whole time I was operating under the assumption that the regular season was real and had, like, real material impact (laughs) on the the Kansas City Chiefs. So I I had to treat it as much. I had to treat it as such, but after this playoff The rest of the AFC West essentially makes the regular season just, you can go through the motions. That might change with Jim Harbaugh coaching the Chargers now. but. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, they still I, I might be the Chargers will, at the end of the day, but ultimately it's like, yeah, the regular season's kind of not real. So my my pension to like treat it seriously now is just gone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Unless like fair. somebody like gets hurt for like the rest of the season. Look, which no, is this, oh never it, mind. It stinks. What other justification now do you have for betting against the Chiefs now? They've done it there on the road. I don't. They, they've done, yeah. I was talking like, about it, this on the sports wire. If they actually completed this whole thing getting to the yeah. Super Bowl I'd have to I, I have to build the church now I have to build the church of Patrick Mahomes <laughs> I have to be the preacher now yes because there's nothing else for me to do because I can't be like the light. I can't be like this dude is Tyler Thigpen with the ketchup deal I can't no, do it it's, it's you've said be... that before man you said it yeah you said it. oh gosh he's but he will I can't do that the anymore. light and and it again like this matchup with the 49ers like there it's interesting which version of the Niners do you get do you get the one from the first half of the Lions game or the second half of the Lions game? Probably something in between because the Chiefs are not going to choke the way that the Lions did. No. But like I don't know. I I I just you could you could analyze this out the wazoo and we will for 2 weeks. But my general statement is exactly what it was going into the Ravens game, which is I saw the Chiefs look like the Chiefs again. And so that's really all I need. I don't really, no disrespect to any other teams. I don't really need to know what your, you know, depth chart looks like or who's healthy or, you know, what their game plan. It's just, it's going to kind of be what it is. That's where I'm at with this version of the Chiefs because they're back. Do they have some issues? Sure. But we've seen them overcome those issues against, in my opinion, probably two of the best five teams in the NFL, maybe two of the best four teams in the NFL when it's all said and done on this season. And they, I thought they looked dominant against the Ravens, even though it was a close game and things could have changed it. I just thought they played so well. There's nothing the 49ers, like they're not this boogeyman. They're a really good team, but you, you know what? So were the Ravens, so were the Bills, and you you handled them. You handled those tests. I think they'll handle the next one, but I'm sure we'll have to talk about like the matchup and stuff that's like actual analysis. I mean, sure. Uh, 
and we'll kind of get into that, but give us your thoughts, 875-KTGR. Uh, Steve C. texted in, the Packers should have beat the 49ers. Detroit should have beat the 49ers. If the 49ers play like that in the Super Bowl, the Chiefs will win. The Chiefs are playing their best football of the year. Yep. If they continue to hold their mistakes to a minimum and the defense plays their normal game, the Chiefs will beat the 49ers. I tend to think that way, too. What gives me pause is that I think the 49ers, and, and look, I I don't know what the knock is on Kyle Shanahan. Maybe it's just big moments uh, that the team tends to fold. But I think he game plans pretty well. Yeah. And they're not going to game plan to just give Christian McCaffrey the ball 10 times. Like, he's going to he's gonna get at least 15, 20 carries. He had 17. How much money do you want to put the, down on that? I mean, I don't know. But they'll they'll give him the football. They were behind in both of those games. They were behind against the Packers. They were behind against uh, against Detroit yesterday. In most situations, you would expect a team to throw more to get themselves back into the game. They didn't. They kept giving it to McCaffrey. He got it 17 times against the Packers. He got it 20 times last night, scored touchdowns in both games. He will get his carries. They will not go away from him if they don't then the Chiefs do have to be ready for that. But that said, if you can hold him to a, a reasonably low number, then uh, the, then you give yourselves a real shot of doing what you've done the last couple of weeks against these opponents. Yeah, and I also think, too, with McCaffrey specifically, like they could throw the ball to him and, well, yes, and yeah. set up screens. and So like he's a, a versatile weapon where they're going to be able to do – they're going to be able to do that in a lot of different ways. So you got a game plan for him – Debo is a problem. Brandon Ayuk is a is a really good player. George Kittle, if they ever let him catch the ball, is really good. But he's a, a problem in the blocking game, which is part of the reason that they will feel that confidence that they can run against you. So the offense is great. I mean, Brock Purdy has had an up-and-down playoff for sure. What version of him shows up? I, I It's interesting. We're, I think we're going to have to find out. Like I, I put it on Twitter last night as the comeback was sort of starting. But is Brock, like Brock Purdy is the what quarterback in NFL? Is he the is he the best quarterback? Is he the fifteenth? Is he twenty sixth? Like what is he? I think we're going to get a little bit closer to an understanding of what that is. Well, because he's going to be judged on what happens in the Super Bowl, and I think rightfully so. Like this is his first big moment. Uh, I, I think he's I think he's probably somewhere in the middle of NFL quarterbacks. If I if I can bury the lead on you, but like this defense is going to be ready too. Like Spags two weeks to prepare. For a quarterback that, frankly, isn't as good as Patrick Mahomes, isn't as good as Lamar Jackson, isn't as good as Josh Allen, like, I'm cool with saying all those things. You may disagree. But, like, I think the Chiefs' defense and the game plan there is going to be pretty good, too. It's really tough. I mean, because Brock Purdy, I think, has played pretty darn well. And I think he played pretty darn well yesterday, even though he had a pick. And But he made winning plays when he needed to. Oh, he was great and, in the second half, and yeah. a lot of it was what he was able to do to extend plays. Right, and extend plays, get, you know. Man, when he made that ball, that deep ball, bounce off of that lion. It was fantastic. Like exactly the magic right, that he had to. No, no, no. Right. Yeah, he just has to make That was all Brock Purdy. That was the foresight. He saw uh, the the galaxy brain that he has like he Stop. knew five dim- six different dimensions that is what he, he had to get off of you that clowns. db's face mask he doesn't see the field no. it's just matrix give brandon iuk a chance to die for that home. catch no here's I mean, the thing reality about, like bends and warps it's crazy next level stuff man Brock purdy 
Brock Purdy played well after that. He needed that momentum boost to get him. <laughs> that was a yeah. terrible throw. It should have been an interception. Uh, the Lions should have been up by 14, and they should have crammed David Montgomery down their throats for another 80-yard touchdown drive or whatever it would have been, and that should have been the end of it. It wasn't. It happened, but Purdy did take that opening that the Lions gave him, and he used it. He played really well in the second half after that. But to the point of all the silliness that we're having here, he he has made a, a number of mistakes in this playoffs. I don't think you get away with, with it. Like, he's got to play a clean game in the Super Bowl um, because I expect the Chiefs to play a pretty clean game. Like, again, we mentioned how many mistakes the Ravens made yesterday. How often have we been able to say the Chiefs were the more mistake-free team? No, all year it's been the Chiefs won or, you know, if they lose, they lose. But if they won, it's be, it's in, in spite of their mistakes. And that that's going to be the case, I think, for the Super Bowl where you're just going to have to look at them and go, they're so, not making those kind of mistakes anymore. So here's maybe the question. I know this is kind of ideal idealism because – both teams are going to be prone to making mistakes in this, but no mistakes from the Chiefs, no mistakes from the 49ers. Let's say this is a turnoverless game. Who do you take? I would take the Chiefs in that in that case. Okay. Right. Because I but but I understand the question because like if a turnoverless game happens and it's a dogfight and Pacheco gets twenty four carries, he'll probably get sixty eight yards like he did yesterday. But if McCaffrey gets 24 carries, he's not getting 68. No, he's, he's getting, getting like 100, the 168. He's getting the 100, so, yeah. So that's, I I understand. But here's the thing. It won't be mistake-free, but the Chiefs can force the issue and win a turnover battle, something to that effect. Like, that's where I think the difference is. The Chiefs, is it a mistake when the guy fumbles it diving for the goal line? 100%. Is it necessarily a mistake when, in just the course of a of a given play, a defender makes a great play to punch a ball out. Like the spot there for the Niners, or pardon me for the the um, the Chiefs. What are we talking about for the Ravens. For the Ravens with Zay Flowers was that he shouldn't have dove for the goal line, but by doing so, Snead gets a chance to punch the ball out. The mistake was not the fumble; it was the decision to dive for the goal line, which created the exceptional play made by Snead to jar the ball loose. If you're gonna, I, I mean a version of a game where there's no mistakes. Nobody does that. You're protecting the football. But in that case, a defender can still make a great play and jar a ball loose um, just through his sheer athleticism or or whatever the case might be. So I think the Chiefs, even if the Niners don't give them an opening, will take it because of what their defense has been able to do. 875-KTGR, give us a call or a text with your thoughts on Chiefs 49ers. Oh, boy, Niner A texting in. 875-KTGR. Love this. Uh, don't forget in 2019 when 49ers and Chiefs played in the Super Bowl, the Chiefs had to come back every game, including the Super Bowl, to win. So maybe it's the 49ers year to be the Chiefs of 2019. Do we believe in that? I guess not. The 49ers are great. I mean, the 49ers are a great team, and they have ex- exemplified the ability to come from behind in these playoffs. The thing is, so, yeah, like, that's true, but like, it's still Patrick Mahomes. Well, it's not just Patrick Mahomes. It's that defense. It is yes. if you get behind at halftime. It, I'll say this right now, and this is good for the next two weeks. I will believe in this. Halftime lead for the Chiefs. They're not losing. They're not losing. They have not That's given up. Like they've gone eight straight games or something like that of not allowing more of single digit points allowed in the second half. Like okay. it is, it is not going to be 
an easy team to come back against. Sorry. Like, and it's not – sure, it's because of Mahomes and because uh, he's great and knows how to make no, the I right don't. play I and things think like that. that. I think it's because of Spags. But, yes, honestly, it's Steve Spagnuolo and the defense. That's the primary reason. Yes, at halftime. Yeah. And have, but they also don't score in the second half, Andy. Like, does that concern you? Like, offensively, that's been a trend I mean, they, of the season. Not maybe the post. But they scored in. But they scored against the Bills to get ahead there uh, and, and get the come from behind win. But, but yesterday um, they kind of rested on their laurels. No, they did as a result of the game flow. But like that, I wonder if that's at all uh, you know a concern. At times it can be, but it again, I, I think this Chiefs team is locked in on where they need to be whenever they're in a halftime lead and when they know. Uh, the other team's going to make their adjustments, and they know what exactly has to happen in order to keep the ball for as long as they can. The run game has been so much better. They've relied upon Pacheco to uh, to get those sorts of situations in their favor. And so I I really do think it's if the 49ers start the way that they did against the Lions and the Packers, they will not have similar results against this Chiefs team. Yeah, and, and I think they probably recognize, too, that it's going to be a little more difficult to... I mean, you look at the path for the Niners, they have kind of had it a little bit easy. Not that I am trying to knock the Lions and, and the quality of their team. I think they had a great season, and they just came up a little bit short. But, like, with their defense, they were susceptible to stuff happening if the offense began looking a little mistake-prone, right? Like, they, they came into the game, like, 23rd in scoring defense, on the season, the Chiefs and Ravens in that game were number one and two. I think the Niners yeah. were three. So, like, they haven't – I don't know if there's anything to the notion of being battle-tested, but, like, you could make the case that the Chiefs are in the in this specific playoffs, not counting other years because including other years, it would definitely favor Mahomes and the Chiefs for all the wars they've been through. But just in this specific playoffs, you could make the case that the Chiefs have just been infinite, infinitely more battle-tested even though the the Niners have gone down and come back, that's not the kind of test I'm talking about. I just mean the quality of the opponents they've had to get through. The Niners got a bye week and then got the Packers, who had upset the better team, and credit to them for doing it, but they're not as good. I think if you played the Cowboys 100 times, I think the Cowboys win more of those games than they lose. And then, you know, the Lions were, they're great, but they're, they had some holes. 875-KTGR, call or text us. Who do you like in the Super Bowl now? 875-5847 if you want to uh, call us or text us about uh, your thoughts on the matchup between the Chiefs and the 49ers. We'll talk more about that, and we'll also get to some Mizzou men's hoops talk next. It's still a major slide for this team as they're still trying to find their first SEC victory. Can it finally happen this week? They've got two real good chances to get it. Over or under one and a half wins this week for Mizzou Men's Hoops in conference. We'll talk about that next on The Big Show. You are listening to The Big Show Podcast on KTGR.com. This game is over, and you can doubt the Chiefs. You can dislike the Chiefs. You can disrespect the Chiefs. You're going to have to deal with the Chiefs being the AFC champions for the fourth time in five seasons. The Chiefs have the Lamar Hunt trophy, and they're taking it to Vegas for Super Bowl 58. you got to fight for your right to fight. 
Mahomes to throw against the four-man rush. Fires it near side to Kelsey. Cuts back to the ball and holds it in. Touchdown, Kansas City. You got to fight for your right to party. Believe it, baby. We're going to Las Vegas, Nevada, to go get us another one. Hey, in case you didn't know, we're going to the Super Bowl. Yeah! Casey and no. The Chiefs are back in the Super Bowl. And uh, it's starting to become just a regular a thing rerun that we that we just assume is going to happen around this time of year. Eight seven five KTGR, call or text us. Cosmo, our buddy over at Y one hundred seven, thanks for that uh, montage, and of course, thanks to Travis Kelsey for again giving us the Beastie Boys content. Uh, we'll we'll keep getting through all of that. Uh, LJ has uh, been holding here. Let's get to LJ here on the KTGR hotline talking some Super Bowl. LJ, what's up? Hey, guys, how you doing? Doing good. Hey, I think one thing that's been overlooked here with the Chiefs a little bit is the fact that Mahomes is healthy. I mean, he in, yeah. in, in several of the runs, and I can't quote for you year over year, I don't remember, but he's had an ankle problem that slowed him down, or he's had a foot, or he's had a knee. And, you know, through the grind of even having to play in the in the, in the the wild card game, he's healthy. So his, his legs and everything are so much of a weapon when he can do that. And I think of all the things I haven't heard much mention there, they haven't talked about the fact that he's healthy, and that's a huge, huge deal with even a guy as talented as he is. The other comment I had for you, and this is kind of a quirky one, but I don't know if anybody stayed up to watch the end of the when the game was over between San Francisco and, uh, and Detroit. <laughs> Did anybody see Brock Purdy trying to get away from his mother? Or am I just imagining that? It looked like the cameras were on him constantly. He was just trying to act like she wasn't there, and every time he turned around, she was taking a picture. I, I thought it was kind of interesting, but weird. I don't know if anybody else caught it. I, I thought it was weird. I don't know. I, I didn't see that. Appreciate the call, LJ, here on the big show. Did you catch that at all, Brendan? Do you think I stayed? Up, you think I kept that game on longer than the the final zeros on the clock? Absolutely not. Wait, why? Remember? Why not? What do you mean? I was. I was rooting for the Lions. I turned it off. Oh, Lions lost. I'm not bitter. Watching. I'm not watching the team I wanted to lose celebrate the win. Are you kidding me? No. I didn't watch it. So okay. I, I have no idea on the, the comment there. But on his first point, LJ makes a good point. We talk about a guy when he's hurt because he's limited or is he going to be able to, to move around in the pocket? Like all these topics have been part of the Mahomes conversation in, in some postseasons past. Hasn't been the case this year. But how about that play yesterday when he was wrapped up in a really awkward way and was able to kind of escape it so that he wasn't hurt? Like, you you could have that kind of collect, collective gasp of, oh, my gosh, the knee, the, and he was completely fine. That is the way he trains. I'm sure yes. Will Carroll will talk yes. to us about oh, that yeah. tomorrow. That Falling exact, correctly, yes. The exact first thought that I had of, like, how did he not get injured there? It's because he works on that kind of stuff. Yeah. And his trainer even put on, you know, something on Twitter uh, about, you know, video of, of probably from the documentary of what he does. And I said, that's the first thing I thought of when that play happened is that's what he does. Like, that's the stuff he trains to do to keep his body in peak condition to to not have those types of nagging injuries. And that was a great example of it where it could have been a season ender. I mean, that sort of awkward fall and exactly right. He fell in such a way that it, he, he went up and got a couple of yards. Like he got back up and got yardage on that same play. It was, it was insane. And it's kind of crazy because I think both of the years that Mahomes has been dealing with like some sort of nagging injury, 
I think he won both of those years because wasn't it during, wasn't it four years ago against the Niners? I, I again, starting to get them all well, mixed I know last up. Last year, because yeah, they, they, they kind of blend together. La- yeah. Last year, uh, he was definitely hurt, right? He got hurt against the Jaguars, had to play through it, uh, in the, uh, in the AFC championship and again, and again in the Super Bowl. So yeah, he was definitely hurt last year, but it was either 2020, uh, the beginning of 2020, I should say, or, or the beginning of 2021, both of those runs where, you know, he got hurt early in that playoffs, had to really use those two weeks off before the Super Bowl to get as healthy as possible, had some sort of like special soul in his shoe to be able to play through it, things like that. We talked with Yeah, 2021 is when he had turf toe. That's okay, what I'm yeah, so up that's January that's of 21. So that was when they were getting set to take Which, on the Buccaneers, and, well, that didn't go their way. Is that right? Yeah, that would have been right. That would have been the year after they won. Right. Yep. So, but but again, it's kind of no news is good news on that sort of thing. We don't hear about Patrick Mahomes' health. It's usually good. It means he's good to go. Uh, yeah. So, but it's something we shouldn't take for granted. And no, I think that's definitely LJ's not. Point. Right. It's a good. Yes. It's a good point. It is a good because point. he's he's able to do all the Mahomesian things with zero limitation. Uh, and I think you've seen that play out throughout this, the, the playoffs so far. Eight seven five KTGR. Call or text us. We'll see how healthy the uh, the Chiefs can be for that Super Bowl in a couple of weeks. Maybe Joe Tooney can come back. I mean, they, they were pretty good uh, with Nick Algretti out there and making sure that he picked up the slack. But uh, going to be a lot to talk about over the next couple of weeks. When it comes to this week and Mizzou men's basketball, can they finally stop the slide? <laughs> you put it out there, so. Brendan. Over under yeah. one and a half wins this week. Which, by the way, we gotta we gotta go over our, our picks of the week and how those panned out. Oh Andy. yeah, but, yeah. Do you want to right now? It, yeah. I do right now. But the lead into that is going to be you and I pushed. We added a push to our, our oh, totals yeah, yeah. on the Mizzou game because I had said Mizzou, you know, was going to win or whatever, and then I went on to pick directly against them. Uh, with the eight points, and they lost by exactly lost by eight. eight. Yep. So another push, but uh, yeah, disappointing as far as that goes. How did the the picks turn out, though? I, I started hot, but I don't think I finished as hot. Well, that is true. You finished it two, two, and one, but you were the winner this week oh, because no, both boys. of us finished under five hundred. Chris went two and three, and he said I it, he said that I had that push with Mizzou. I had another push. Oh, I had two no. pushes this week. I also had Kentucky uh, minus six against Arkansas. Oh, and if yeah, you saw the end of that game, there Crazy. was, uh, yeah, uh, Arkansas <laughs> had an and one play with like five seconds to go. Game was over. Like, it was it was a bad beat all, all time. So, by the way, Alabama and. Um, I went one, two, play? and two, by the way. That push got me at one, two, and two. So okay. that's why I so awesome. not have. Wait, are you all... catching up to me in the pushes? I'm tied with you he on might the pushes. Be. Oh, my God. We both have five pushes on the season. Brendan, you have four. So you start okay. picking whole numbers again. Yeah. Well. So I was just looking at Auburn and Alabama. That's the game I was thinking of a week ago. It was Wednesday when Alabama won by four. They hit like a. It was like a question of whether Auburn hit a last second three, and that oh, also yeah. swung. Like the bad beats are kind of it's kind of fun, but I'm glad that it was not me that fell victim to it. I did get a really bad number though, because we make our picks on Friday, and the Vanderbilt Tennessee basketball game. I think I I had Tennessee needed to win by 16, yes. and the number got to like 13, which is what they won by. 
Um, but it, good to hear that I was able to hold you guys off with a 500 record. I won't yeah. complain about that. <laughs> yeah. So we'll we'll try to do better next week to get somebody above 500 uh, in the uh, the picks of the week. But um, yeah, from Mizzou to once again, this game was just like the prior. It's the same six. song and dance. Hang down, hang for yeah, you're you're within a couple possessions pretty much all game long. Oh, there's hope you can you can stay with this team for about. 32 minutes, and then after the under-eight timeout, seems to be whenever Mizzou just cannot find enough stops to stay step-for-step with whoever they are playing. It is kind of uncanny. How do you explain that? Like, we like Dennis Gates. Is it talent? Is it coaching? Is it they run out of gas? It's What the hell? It's everything, I think, is what it is. I, I tend to think it's more of they are running out of gas. They're asking guys to fill roles that, or, or not necessarily asking them to fill roles that they can't fill, but maybe be out there for longer than they expected. Well, I think expected. you're right. You like, can say that. Caleb Grill and John Tanjay are hurt. Like, you you were expecting to have them uh, this year. They were also without Anthony Robinson and Trent Pierce for that game. And they, uh, Robinson had a, had a family matter, and Trent Pierce, I think, was ill. He didn't make the trip. So they were they had a short bench in that game. But it is still kind of the same thing to where I think the biggest loss has kind of been Caleb Grill in that sense to where yes. you are you have a leader, you have a, a strong rebounder for his position, you've got a guy that can steady things, that can take on some of the load defensively, and right now you don't have that guy. You don't have the guy that, that can bridge that gap. So that's what is missing from Mizzou right now. And John Tanjay was supposed to be kind of a three-point a three point specialist that yeah. would be able to help in the scoring department. And he, to be fair, though, he played some and just never really got his rhythm. I don't know if he was always he's Probably still hurt, right? Yeah, Cut, yeah that could have been the, the year, case. So. so, I mean, that, that could be playing part in this. But it's to the point where you've lost so many games that you're like, I don't really care what the reasons are. I just want you to figure it out. Figure it out and win a game. And, yeah. of course, this is a week where they have an opportunity to do so because Arkansas is in absolute shambles. Um, yes. Devo Davis steps away from the program was the announcement, and he, you know, in past years had been one of their top guys, and, and just there's just a lot going on there with Arkansas that they are absolutely in the toilet. Mizzou's got to take advantage of that. But Vanderbilt's another team that you can catch. I mean, they're not they're, – they're right down there in the cellar with Mizzou. They are so. winless also, yep. I put it at one and a half, Andy, because I want to see it just be two. It should be two. You should win both these games. You should win and them both. And Palm projects you to win both games. Okay, I'm going to say that it's over one and a half then. Screw it. I'll be optimistic again. I, I keep Let's getting go, baby. on this. Boom. Let's ride. But, like, why not? Why not? Mizzou's so why not, not a terrible team. If not, not terrible. It, the, the mantra is, if not now, then when. Then when. Exactly right. Yeah. Here's, here's how I view this team. They're not terrible. They, are they better than the record shows? That's also probably not true. Because what they are is a team that can be competitive with decent, solid teams in the SEC. I mean, even in the Kentucky game, the Alabama game, like they play some decent first halves and they're in the mix. But they don't know how to finish. And so when you're playing teams and you're at a talent deficit and you can't finish them, you can't get over the hump, like, yeah, that's going to kind of be the self-fulfilling prophecy of what you are as a team. I don't think you're going to be at a talent deficit in these games, guys. I really don't. These are even Steven 
kind of games that if Mizzou plays tough, it might they might find it a little easier to finish against these teams that also have not displayed the ability to finish. So I'm going to be optimistic and say over one and a half. I was I was coming in with the thought that I was going to say no, not quite. It's a nice thought, but they'll probably get they will end the skid. They'll win one, but I'm going to say they win them both, especially after you told me Ken Palm thinks they will. So I'm just going to go optimistic and say they do it because well, why yeah. not? Come on, just do it. There's no way you're this bad. Please. That's my that's my, uh, my stump speech. Arkansas's Ken Palm rating is 112. Mizzou's right now is 113. I will and say right this I, next to each other. I almost think that whatever the infighting or whatever's going on there in our, at Arkansas, and Devo Davis steps away, that might allow everybody to just kind of clear clear themselves and and get back to like they played on Kentucky the road tough. though. I mean, no, of course, like that's that's a right. great point, but they played Kentucky tough and they, they only lost by six. So yeah, like cover. that, I I, I kind of thought you know this is going to be one of those where you, maybe that actually helps them because of what just the the way of that program right now is not in a good spot. So now, how do they respond on the road? Yeah, Mizzou, Mizzou needs to treat this like it's a, a game that they need to value and win. They got to find a way to win yeah, this game. I think so. And then if you win that one, I think you win the second one because you're you're you you know what it tastes like. And yeah, Vanderbilt so if you get two wins there and you're two, it, that make you ten and twelve overall, two and seven in the league. Then you got their second half of the schedule. That's, and then I see you probably if you win two this week, you probably win all those. You go eleven and seven. You're nineteen and twelve. You pick off a couple of uh, SEC tournament teams, and you're in the you're in the dance. It's a well, really yeah. If you do that, then yeah, you are in the dance. <laughs> I mean, that's that is the blueprint. Win out, yeah, you're in. Just win out. Just, Just win, win out. All of your games. Why not us? Good. Right. That's great. Eight seven five KTGR. Uh, call or text us, Marty here on the KTGR hotline. Marty, what's up? I think I think what this season shows is is, we, is when you miss in the, uh, the transfer portal, like Gates did on on almost every big man he was recruiting. I know one went to Texas. I don't know where Bell went. Yeah, uh, and there was a couple more. Right, and, and you have to settle for Vanover, and Vanover's done okay. He just is what he is. But I think the big men are hurting the team more than anything, and I think it also goes to show you. No matter how good your recruiting classes are, these kids most of the time as freshmen aren't really ready to come in and make an impact. Yeah. Unless you can get a top 25 kid in the country, they're probably not going to make a much of an impact. And that's what you're seeing. I think it's a talent deficiency. I don't understand some of Gates' transfer, his rotation, um, his substitution pattern, not transfer, substitution pattern. I don't get that. But I think by and large, they're just not good enough. Thanks, guys. Yeah, I appreciate it, Marty, here on the big show. I mean, yeah, it's it's pretty – you can simply boil it down to that. They just don't have the horses this year. They don't have the same kind of depth. And so there's – that. that's the margin. Because Mizzou's been right there in a lot of their games. They haven't been blown out in a ton of these. But – when you can't get that extra guy, when that one player that you're missing isn't there to give you the slim margin that you need to turn three of these last seven losses into wins to make things look a lot different than they do right now, that's all it takes. So, I mean, yeah, we've we've seen that bear out over the last, gosh, more than a month, almost two months if you're going all the way back to the Kansas game, which was, which you could characterize as another game where Mizzou kind of hung, 
They did let up a big run to Kansas and couldn't recover from it, but ended up bringing that down to a reasonable margin and had a chance towards the end, right? But all these losses are respectable. I'm tired of respectable losses. Win a game. They're still losses, right? Yeah. They're still losses, Andy. And, like, that's what I say, like, it's it's simultaneously they're not like better than the record says they are because they've they've choked away at the end of these games every single time but they're also in in a way you could have teams that are that are winless in conference and not be as quality and have the talent that Mizzou has. They're, right. It's somewhere in the middle but the way you show that and prove that is by beating teams that are also down at the bottom with you and say, "All right, we're having a tough time." We're not as bad as these guys. We can beat these guys. No, it's crazy. Like, the the way that Tamar Bates has played over this last stretch of games, his team should not be winless. He's going to end up on such a solid team next year. No, stop with that. No, You think he's staying? Come on. Would you? They're going to try their darndest to make sure he stays. I mean, it's, you know. I'm just saying what is on my mind. I'm going to be honest. I'm just going to be honest. Hope. But when it comes to what Marty said, he's right about this. Like, the bigs don't really fit the style this year. And Vanover is obviously a huge example of that. But the guys with size, they said, hey, we need some size because we didn't rebound last year. They go out. Okay, Vanover is an example of that. He checks that box. But it's the same question I had when they got him, the day they got him. I said, well, does he really fit the style? How many minutes can you actually use him without compromising on your play style? I think you've seen that kind of play out this year. And the good news is the recruiting class coming in, maybe they're not great as freshmen, but they have size and they're athletic. They can do both. And that's what Dennis Gates needs to thrive. 875-KTGR. Give us a call or a text if you want to weigh in on Mizzou hoops. All right. We'll get some more of your calls and texts. And also up next, we're just having to predict, just like the Chiefs being the Super Bowl, we'll just have to predict that the Blues are just going to win 4-3 every night, I suppose. Without often it's happened in the last week. We'll talk some blues next after this live local sports center. You're listening to the Big Show Podcast on KTGR.com. Tell us what you think. Over under one and a half wins for Mizzou men's hoops this week. Home against Arkansas and then at Vanderbilt. 875-KTGR. If you want to call or text us here to tell us what you think on that. Uh, if uh, you think the, chi- if the uh, Tigers can do it. Um... How are the Blues doing this? Like, they've won five in a row. Each of their last four wins have been by the exact same score, <laughs> four to three. The last yeah. three have been all, all overtime winners. Like, it's it's kind of uncanny how this is all of a sudden. It, they would be the hottest team in the NHL if it weren't for the freaking on-fire Edmonton Oilers I, that have won 16 in a row. Like, that they is just... just they're ridiculous. They had on fire's not it, man. They're like nuclear. Uh, no, they're is... nuclear, and they're still like not up in the standings. Like how right, bad were they like, before? They were really bad to start the year. <laughs> I had to do some digging. <laughs> and like, and then they just zoom. They're third oh, in their yeah. division. They're third but, in their division. It's neither here nor there. Uh, but yeah, the Blues. And like, if you look at analytics and different things, it's like they're not really outplaying all their opponents. They're just kind of getting whether it's a lucky bounce or they're make, but they're making the plays when they need to, obviously. And you know, coming up with the the, the Braden Shen winner yesterday afternoon in overtime, uh, the, you know, they're getting solid enough goaltending. They're just their mojo is back, Andy. And yeah. it's not fair that Barubi had to go to make that happen. But how often do we see that in the NHL when a coach gets fired and that just sort of lights a fire under guys and they play better? It's the, the, the banister boost seems to still be in effect. 
I don't know how far they have to go to decide to keep him as the the, the full term coach. It's kind of how it went for Baruby, obviously, when they went on the run that they went on that the year I mean, he they was won in the, the room. Stanley Cup, right? I mean, if it's... that's the if that's what happens, I think the Blues just need to fire their coach every year in right, January yeah. or so, and just kind of get that get those juices flowing for the next time, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know how they're doing it, but it's kind of cool. Like, so, I, like the Blues should make the playoffs. Uh, well, the yeah, NHL, I mean they're they're in. If it, it ends today, they're in as one of the wild card that, teams. So they need that to be a goal. But I also know that they could sell some pieces at the deadline, which could maybe right. make it a little tougher to win. Well, but so I mean, again, you if it ends today, they're in. It, how important do you think it is for you know the trajectory of the team though, and for them to make it in a I year think it's like massively this, important? Right, it's very important. Yes. You think so? Because, yes, I mean, again, it, it, just to make it, right? Because you know yeah. you're going to have an uphill battle if you're in as a wild card team, which you're going to have to Give face a division winner, right? Give me that best of seven. Make yeah. them play you. Make them be in the mix, right? That's just good for camaraderie. That's good for the fan base. The Blues aren't like the Cardinals, right? Where I, I think the Cardinals could, even if they had a couple bad years, the fan base is, is big enough. It's It's going to sustain, right? You're, you get one nice, nice year, and they're going to be back. And even, like, Cardinals say they're confident they got three million tickets sold and they're gonna get they're gonna get that mark again in twenty four already. They feel good about that. Yeah. The Blues, I mean, there have been lean years for the Blues in terms of attendance in, in in the past couple decades where things weren't going as good. You don't want that to become the standard. Um and I do think they're maybe a couple years away from really having the the young core that's coming up. They've got guys they've drafted that are great that haven't uh, haven't arrived yet. So like I think it's gonna take some time to really be true elite contender, think we can win a cup. But stranger things have happened, and you got it. You just you got to get in. But they also are going to have to balance that with knowing that they're maybe not quite where they want to be organizationally. How many veterans do they trade at the deadline that could harm your ability to win right now? But I think it's important to make the playoffs, even if you expect a first round exit. Sometimes crazy stuff happens, so I think well, yeah. it is very important to yeah. make it. It's hockey. I mean, you you just give yourself a chance, and if you're hot. At the right time, if Jordan Bennington gets hot at the right time, yeah. like you never know what can happen. And so, they're getting like some goals from more sources yeah. than like before. It was like you had two guys who could score. Well, they're kind of spreading the love, and that could be a good sign as well. I'm interested to see how this next stretch of the season goes. I mean, again, they're right in the thick of a of a loaded wild card race, trying to hold off a bunch of teams. But we'll see if they can uh, if they can get it done. Thanks for joining us. Thanks to Shannon Welker of Mizzou Gymnastics for joining us as well. You can find that at KTGR.com if you missed it. Back tomorrow with more Chiefs talk and Mizzou talk. Tiger talk is next with Robin Pinchton at 6. He's Brendan. He's producer Chris. I'm Andy. We're done for now.